Welcome to NetLife with Dawn Staley. Thank you again for listening and being a part of the NetLife fan. I would love to welcome my former teammate, my longtime friend, my, I call her Bone, short for T-Bone. I call her something else, but I really can't say that on air right now. Um, but my friend, Teresa Edwards, we're going to talk some hoops. Teresa is a, a five-time Olympian, yep, four-time gold medalist, a basketball Hall of Fame-er, and has her number retired by those Georgia Bulldogs. We're going to talk about uh, the NCAA bracket being released. I just want to ask, do you keep up with it? Did you think, were there any surprises with the bracket? Your, your thoughts on the bracket? The number one thing is I want to know where Georgia landed. Um, Cause I think Joni's doing a great job over there with my bulldogs shout out. Um, also want to know what bracket they put you in. Cause sometimes you get kind of, you know, South yeah. Carolina have to go through the test before they get there. You know, well, it's not like that in the past. So I'm, I'm always yeah. looking who has what, what brackets and what the real challenges are going to be. So I'm all in it. Last night before I went to bed, I said, I should look to see if that bracket's up and I didn't. Well, so how does it look? I'm sorry. Well, I'm going to tell you this. You, you, they killed two birds with one stone and you're, you know, on your wish list. We are in the Greensboro bracket. Um, Georgia is the sixth seed in the Greensboro bracket. Um, we are the number one seed in the Greensboro bracket. And we also are, we're the overall number one seed. So uh, the committee was really kind to us. Um, we got, we just got to do the work now. And I'm, I'm going to give you my thoughts on the bracket. Give it to me. Um, um, I, I thought that, <clears throat> It was actually no surprises when it came to to our bracket, and I and I'm going to give a a huge shout out to Charlie Cream, who's done a tremendous job in giving us his bracketology. Um, probably, uh, nowadays is a couple of times a week. Um, every time there was a game going on, he adjusted his bracket, so he gave us somewhat of a bird's eye view of what it could look like. So you had something like we had a week off between the last time we played and like today. So mm -hmm. it gives you an opportunity to kind of zone into, into some teams that you may not, you may not would have if you didn't see that bracket and you're just going off of the NCAA committee's um, top 16 reveal, which was a week ago, but a lot has changed within a week. Um, I thought for us, I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's a really good bracket with a lot of storylines they got um Iowa at the at the number two seed they have their their national play of the year candidate Caitlin Clark they've done a tremendous job throughout um the last part of the season winning their regular season and then winning the winning the, the conference tournament um number three uh it, three seed is uh, Iowa State um who we had an opportunity to play I believe last year on their home court. So some familiarity. And then Adia Barnes, my good friend Adia Barnes at Arizona uh, is the four seed. So those are the top four seeds. If, if all goes well for all of us, we'll meet up in Greensboro, but we got to surely make sure that we're not looking past anybody in the first or second rounds, no matter how, how much the odds are in our favor. We know, we know you and I are odds beaters our lives. Absolutely. So we, there's some other eye beaters out there that we don't want to get caught up. Um, 
disrespect to any of our opponents. So I think the other brackets are, I haven't really looked at them all that much, but it it is it's power packed. It is the parody is very much alive in our game. And I, I'm looking forward to to actually playing in a game in a, in, a, in a few days. So super excited about that. Um, the, the tour, this tournament is unique in that only, you know, only you only learn who who your who your next opponent is going to be um, the few a few days before. So when you were, you know, when you were playing in the NCAA tournament and you had, I think back then it was, it was selection Sunday. Right. Right. So we moved to selection Monday, I believe about, um, was it 2004? Since 2004, we were selection Monday, but because we moved to a 68 game tournament, we had to do it on selection Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's pretty cool because it also allows us to measure where we are. Like, like we had to move off of selection Sunday because, you know, they used to give us a little 30, probably a, a segment and a segment in, in TV is what five minutes, maybe if that. Right, right, right. And then if you, if you blinked, you would have missed <laughs> <laughs> you would have missed it. So, so your thoughts on how incredibly cool uh, where we where we are today, but also just take us back to when you know George's name was was appeared on the screen, and and you had maybe I don't know four days to prepare for your next opponent. So you got jokes. We have we didn't have screens. Are you talking about when names appeared on screens? I don't remember selections when I was. It was in the eighties, Dawn. Um, oh shoot, my, my bad. Microfiche? Did they do did they microfiche it? I, I don't know how they did it. I waited on Andy Landers to tell us what where we were going, what we were gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, it I mean, how far the game has come has been leaps and bounds compared to where when I was in college. Um, and we pretty much trailblazed, you know, we pretty much made our own. He, he was really good at making sure that we controlled our own destiny. You know, win the SEC, we don't have to worry about anyone. When, you know, so he coached in that mindset of taking control of your own destiny, not lead, not waiting on the selection committee or things of that nature. So I was very, very fortunate my entire college career that, you know, we made it every, every year. Um, won three SECs while I was there out of four. And so my journey was a little bit different. And with the nuances of, of, Coaches doing everything for you. No TVs, no, like Lisa mentioned, no cell phones, no computers and all of these things. So life was really different. And I had a mindset that's, you know, maybe you can call it arrogance, but I, I call it confident that we already put the work in prior so we didn't have to worry about selections at that time. Um, the SEC was still strong. Had Pat Summit, Pat had Summit, bless her soul was um, running things sharply, but we were in the thick of it as well, you know, two final fours and things of that nature. Um, but not being there would have been um, like something I never thought about not being there in my college career, which is kind of weird to say right now as I'm saying it out loud. Um, but I just expected that that was a natural thing for Georgia when I was at, when I was there. Now, now as, I'm, as I'm thinking back on it, um, there were there were only two events 
um, when I was growing up that I saw women play. That was, and you, you know, that was the Olympic games, which was the gold medal game that I saw on TV and, 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 and the national championship, like That's it, national championship, maybe not even the semi. Right. Right. So right. that's what I wanted. Like, that's what I wanted for myself. And I, I think a lot of people, we're going we gonna to take, take it back, take some history back too, because um, I know that in order for you to actually get to the final four, it's over, it's over three weekends, like the first mm-hmm. and second round, and then mm-hmm. the Sweet 16, Elite Eight. And, right. then, and then the third weekend is the, the semifinals and the you know, final four, semis and the, and the finals. Did you know, do, do you remember T? Like I was a part of the final four when you played back to back. Like you play Saturday, yes, the semis, and then Sunday, like yes. for the national championship. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. yes. How, budget, budget was very different back then. Remember, like, you know, buses, you bust everywhere and rarely did you fly, period. Um, you, you, you were back on campus. Student athlete was very, you know, that was a very serious model right there. You're a student. You're going to get back. You're not missing classes if you don't have to. So, and the budget, you know, women, women's basketball, like, listen, when we were being interviewed, um, in most occasions back then, the interviewer would have to, yeah, pretty, you would have to tell them who you were, discuss, give them your bio before they turn around and go, oh, 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 like, it's like, it was one of those things. I mean, times are totally different. And to be honest with you, Cheryl Miller was the face of basketball. They didn't really know our names. They didn't know the Janet Harris. They didn't know the Joyce Walkers. They didn't know the Lynette Woodards and, uh, you know, uh, hopefully they did know Janice Lawrence, who was killing it at Louisiana Tech at that time, her and Kim Mulkey and, and the squad. But um, they just, you, the history of our game to me has just like flooded by in the waves of the new, new newness that is here now, the, the limelights, the stages, the platforms, and nothing wrong with that. Because as a young lady playing abroad, that's, what I, that's how I saw us here as women athletes, especially basketball. Now, T, do, do you remember when you were going when you were going to play in the NCAA tournament, do, do you remember bringing your books to the tournament and being a student athlete? Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember Coach Landers making sure, what knocking or an assistant coach is knocking on the door, making sure we were doing our work. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We couldn't go anywhere without him. I'm on the bus and on my bunk, just, you know, with a little light the whole ride. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> they don't do that anymore. Jeez. Yeah, we do it, but I don't I don't know how much how much you 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 you're really focused on it. You know, I know student athletes are and coaches and athletes, just people pros. We we are the the best compartmentalizers ever. Absolutely. Because we 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 had to be. Um yeah. but without thinking about it, it was yeah. just a natural thing that happens and and um God, how much it helps you in life. But yes, you get it out of the way, you do that, you move on to the next thing. Um, and at the same time, the level of intensity and, and commitment that we give to basketball, is n- it never leaves us. Because my, my motivation was to get back to basketball. So let me get this out of the way. You know, I got this to handle before I get back. I got a test, you know, I got to prepare for, I got a paper to write, blah, blah, blah. But get all that out of the way because I've never wanted anything to distract me when it came to actually performance. And now that's a whole nother level there because you're scouting, 
we're, we're getting scouted. I mean, basketball is, there's so much more to it than what people see the final product when the jump ball goes up for live play. And, and distractions actually help you settle like, you know, those butterflies that absolutely it, it it's a distraction, which is, which is pretty cool. Like I, you know, even as I think back on when I was a student athlete, um, you, you had to do it. Like there was a time that you had study hall, but I, I'm going to be quite honest. Like I, I wasn't thinking about, I wasn't thinking about tests. I wasn't thinking about, I wasn't thinking about, I was thinking about the game. Like, yo, let's go. Like we, <laughs> let's win this national championship. So, I, I mean, I know how hard it is to, to, to not be distracted. So, so when, I, when one of my players is actually in that mode where, they're just thinking about basketball. I can I can relate, you know. Mm-hmm. But the coach in me, I gotta be like, hey, yeah, yeah, let's get this in. Like, just, yeah, yeah. just an hour. Just give me if it's a two hour study hall. Let's just give me an hour because I really understand where their their mindset is. Is is totally focused on a goal, and it's it's hard. Let me ask you this, T. Um, what your first trip to the Final Four, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If looking back on it, what what do you wish someone had told you ahead of your first Final Four? That was my freshman year. I knew not what to expect. <laughs> uh, and that's good because being the youngest one on the team, I had no fear. I wish that I would have known the, you know, that the importance of taking care of all the details before I arrived and how to settle in and just be relaxed when I play the game. Because what I was doing was trying to attack my final four like I attacked the season. And that was a whole different level. Um, what was coming back at us was totally different. And the energy around the final four was elevated to so, so it means to so much more than I was used to during the season that I couldn't calm down. And I wanted to win in the, in, you know, the first half. We played halves back then. I wanted to win in the first half, but it's, it's a game. You got to play the entire game. And I just wish I had known that, but that was just experience, the lack of experience for me as a freshman. Um, I do. That's the one game I wish I could go back and play. That's, that's the one. That's the out one. Out of all of them. Out of all of them. I wish I could go back and play that game. Wow. And you played, you played a lot of games. That means you won a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of right. That is the one thing I didn't get. <laughs> you know when I when my, our first final four in Virginia was uh 1990 and um the elite eight game we played Tennessee we played Tennessee and Tennessee was hosting the final four like in their home their home floor their home arena yeah um, and the talks leading up the talks before the tournament when they revealed the bracket um, was that Tennessee had the easiest bracket. So they were going to skate through and get to, to Knoxville. Mm. And, um, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take you to through that, that elite eight game. It, I think it was nip and tuck the entire game. I think we had them back on their heels and, Debbie Ryan, um, I mean, she was calling the plays for most of the game. And then 
I think I had an opportunity. We called this place Chicago. It was basically just a one four flat clear out. I waved Debbie off. <laughs> I, was like, I waved her off. No, I was like, uh-uh. Chicago, baby, Chicago. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, and I and I believe the game was tied at this point. So it was really no pressure. It's just to get off a good shot. So I think I went, I went uh right to left crossover, pulled up for a short jumper, made the shot, um, put them back on their heels, and we ended up beating Tennessee, right? And and that that moment, because nobody thought, nobody gave us a shot at winning. You know, it was all Tennessee, get back home, win a national championship on their home floor, blah, 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 blah. Right, right. So we celebrated. We celebrated that day. And we celebrated all the way up till we got to the final four. And we're so happy. Huh. We just happy to be there. Oh, we ain't worried wow. about the game, man. We ain't worried about the game. So if, if I could get that experience back over, right, I would have been a lot more serious about things. But when you make it to the mountaintop, you think <laughs> the only thing about winning the damn games, you just we made it. We made it. <laughs> We got gear. We got, we got all right. Like happy, oh, like super happy. And now that you see that how hard it is to get there. Right. When you get there, you, you, you got to seize the moment. Right. Um, so right. all these youngsters out here in, in preparation of you know, your trip to the final four, the 2022 final four. Um, if you're so lucky enough to get there, Take that thing serious. Enjoy it. Absolutely. Enjoy it. Absolutely. You know, but compartmentalize and focus focus on the task at hand because you never know when you may not get there again. Again, trust <laughs> me, you never know. Oh my God, I took it for granted as well in college. You know, I was like, okay, my freshman year, we'll get back there. But it was not that easy. It's not that easy <laughs> to get back there. Everybody wants to be there. Are you kidding me? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, let, and once you get there and you, you, you know, to me, it's all about how you stay there. You know, how do you stay there? What, what becomes of a team once they get there and then arrive in there, the, the, that, ins, that thing on the inside that propels you to be the best that you can be and that joy that comes out of giving it. Because when I played it, you know, I surprised myself a lot as I was a youngster. When I was in college, I played so hard that certain things started happening or I would jump higher, I would leap higher, or I would shoot or make a shot that I didn't even think I could make because I would try it in the, in the heat of the moment against such tough competition. But, you know, once I realized what it takes, what it felt like to just be a winner, I never wanted to stop winning, period. So once you get there, that's just the beginning. <laughs> that's just the beginning. That's <laughs> just the beginning. So It really is. So it's we we both got the experience um, as players. I got to experience it absolutely three times as a coach, only coming up with one national championship. But you know it's it's hard. In my 22 years, been there three times, won once, and you're 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 coaching like you're gonna get there every year. Exactly, you right? have to. Exactly, that's <laughs> the then, mindset. Yes, it's like it's like three out of. 22 years, the percentages are low, but the stakes are that much higher. And I, I think we had we had some teams that could have been there and won it, but sometimes it's just not in the cards. But right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm knocking on wood and praying hard that 
that we get an opportunity to get back there and, and, and win another one. Um, yeah, well, as much as I'm, you know, I'm a bulldog, I'm putting you at the, I'm, I'm, I'm going with you, Dawn. We going all the way. I can't go with nobody else, man. Like, <laughs> I'm calling you almost every game, but you're trying not to bug you, but you're going. <laughs> it's all good. I'm going with um, you, though. Can't go without you. Come on now. You. Appreciate you, Bone. Appreciate you. Um, last year, the biggest story heading into the tournament was the discrepancy between what was provided for the women and the men. What was your reaction to that as someone who, who really blazed the trail for women's basketball? Two different reactions. First, there's a shock that how could we, how could we be that far back? Like, how can we go that far back? That was my first initial reaction. Um, but what I think the most positive thing is the difference of platforms and the different usage of the internet, the difference, you know, the, the how the young ladies today do not delay in um, putting these discrepancies out there, standing up for something, voicing their, um, their disdain, disdain, dis dislikes, their, you know, I, I thought, wow, this is, this is a whole new generation. I'm actually one of those proud mamas of, of the way kids advocate today in sports and the way the young ladies in basketball have stepped up for everything, not just that. But that there was a big slap in the face because it, it's as if we are often being appeased. We're often being, um, I don't know, dangling a carrot to look like a diamond, you know, or something of that sort. And we're just not having it. This, this generation is not having it and they don't deserve it because there are players that came before me and players in my generation that has constantly stood up to voice these things or just stood up to say the discrepancies have to be, you know, the gap has to be closed. You know, we, we may not ever be on the same level, but that gap has to continue to get closer and closer. Um, and when you see something like that, that's the last thing in my mind that I thought I would see. I was really shocked, surprised, appalled, but glad that we were having the conversation to go forward again. So yeah, it's called equity. Equity, right. we, don't, we don't need the same things. Right. We just need what's equitable because some things that Correct. You know, men's players like that we don't like. There's some exactly. things we like that they don't like. So it's, 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 it's all about, you know, an equitable experience for for both women and men. And I and I, think and I would be don't I would be the first one to say we're not men. We don't want to be like men. We don't have the same market as men. We we have a, a our own audience. We have we have it. So let us let us grow from that plat, you know, from that that standard where we are, but don't hold us back. You know, don't sit on us and allow and delay us. Don't sit behind the scene and tell us who we're not. You know, you can do that. They're going to do that forever in a day. However, it's different. I have nothing but respect for the guys game. I mean, my game was built around guys. Um, I'm the only girl of five. So nothing but love and respect for what men do. And we and I can honestly say we are different. OK, but as you just stated, equity. Yes. Give us, you know, provide it, provide the means, provide the platform, give us an opportunity. Whatever it is, I'm just tired of saying being told that, you know, we we don't, we can't dunk, we can't do this. We don't provide the, we don't, you know, what is it? We don't put the people in the seat, all right? It's always gonna go back to money. Of course, we know that. It's gonna go back to the finances, the, the sponsorship package, the corporations and how they see us and how they feel like they can get their due diligence from providing for us or sponsoring different events for women. Um, but that shouldn't stop women yeah. for investing in women or 
doing things around our sports or what we love. If I love it, I need to do things around it to continue to elevate it. And it doesn't, everyone doesn't have to start from the top. I mean, grassroots is real. I can do in my community what I, what I do for young girls, um, the dreams and hopes and the joys. When I see, you know, being a mentor is, is not something that I think every athlete really wants to go out. I want to be a mentor. I think it just kind of stumbles upon you. It's, it comes with the territory, territory of being an athlete. But it's not something I wake up every day going out the door going, whoa, let me get out of here and go and be a mentor, right? Because it's a heavy load. It's a lot of work and it takes away from your life. But at the same time, um, I don't think we all have to work from um, Saks Fifth Avenue to make it work. We don't have to go down there to always get what we need to elevate the women in sports um, territory. And, and, and people, people tend to forget like, men's basketball was 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 invested in <laughs> you they created men's basketball with investing in their tournament absolutely like absolutely you know what i'm saying like if absolutely. you invest in the yeah. women's tournament absolutely you know, maybe maybe we're not a, a 2.2 billion dollar tournament right but, but damn it, we could be in the black, way That's in right. the back, in That's the black. Right. That's right. Way like. But we've known this. Yes. Yeah. We've known this for a long time and we watch it and we watch those marketing dollars go into the men's, it, whatever. And nothing that goes into ours and, and to be told, make this work. I mean, how long can you make it work? <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> so the same thing with the NBA, like. The NBA grew into this, like because exactly. they invested in it. Like it's yes. it it's it's mind-boggling to me. Like it's it's really simple math. Like you what you put into it, you're going you're gonna get really out of that. Really is a scientist. It really isn't, and there's enough room for everybody, period. And thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to follow NetLife with Dawn's Daily on Apple Podcasts. Uh, subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. NetLife is produced by Just Women Sports. For more great sports content, go to JustWomenSports.com. Be sure to subscribe to the newsletter and YouTube channel and follow along on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And this is Dawn Staley signing off and look forward to uh, having some great conversations.